everybody parashat nitzavim. Um, we know that this is it before Rosh Hashanah, and um, of course the obvious subject will be change, transformation, change, growth, and um, everything that has to do with becoming uh, better. But what better look like? That's a question, and um, because a lot of time the better for people look like how can I get more but getting more not necessarily mean better some people need more money some people need more life some people need more physical thing which is sleep drink eat sex and all of the above so unfortunately the better has been translated by um, community the global community as how can I get um, what I need, what I want, and that's what define a better life. Um, the question: If you try to make a business, or you try to date somebody, and somebody else get what you try to get, does that mean that your life get better? Question: Not going to answer that. Of course, something to think about. But what is better? When we say better, the parasha starts with Atem Nitzavim. You are standing today, Kulchem, all of you, the throne of God, Rashechem, the head of the community, Shiftechem, Ziknechem, everybody, basically. Nitzavim. What does Nitzavim mean? Standing. Standing, different than sitting. You stand when there is a respectful moment, you stand. People stand. You know, you can lie down, you can sit, or you can stand. When you lie down, there is no koma. No koma meaning no levels. The levels is come from a force of giving versus the force of receiving. So a full capacity, if you want to fill up a big cup, you fill it with all the blessing. You need a big cup. So big cup is considered standing. Half a cup, you know, it's been sitting. No cup meaning lying down. That's why when people bury somebody, they're burying them lying down. The only rabbi that bury while he stands is Rabbi Mir Balanes. That's the only rabbi that bury in a certain way. It's called komash lema, full capacity. Here is God is telling them, and Moshe Rabbeinu is telling them, Atem Nitzavim, you're standing. Kulchem. Kulchem lifnei Hashem. And he continued the verse as much as it talked about the past, which this section was written, let's say, 3,000 years ago. It's, it seemed like that section is keep repeating itself again. So when it's written at 10 minutes of him, it's like you are standing with Komash Lema. You are absolutely standing. And when we look at that, we continue to look at that. Lema Nakibotcha Yom Loleam. Why you need to stand? Because God will choose you as a nation. So, you are being chosen to be his nation. And he chose you because he want to be your God. Seems like a great relationship. Why is it like that? Because you are the grand-grandchildren of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. 
מקריא את אשר אשתו פה עמנו עומד היום. So the Tzavim continues telling you everything has to do with no time. There is no limitation of time. But what is the thing that God want to tell us? And that thing he gets to the verse which one of the most important verses there is few verses of which are caught my attention but this one is very important. You need to remember or you need to know we used to sit in Egypt. Why, why Egypt now? And we live among the nations, the, the Egyptian. You saw all the negative things that they were doing. All this black magic. It's the heaven, or the God that made of wood and stone and silver and gold. This is kind of an opening statement. What, what happened in Egypt? Why is, why is being mentioned now as a motivation? Are we talking about a few days before Moshe Rabbeinu is leaving the world? Remember Egypt. But don't remember. I mean, let's go back to Egypt. Maybe we need to remember too. Because he doesn't talk about the people of the desert. He said, Kulchem Ayom, meaning every day it's you. So Moshe Rabbeinu is not talking to those type of people in the desert 3,000 years ago. He's talking to us for Shana. You want to remember something? Remember one thing Egypt. Okay, what happened in Egypt? I want to know what happened in Egypt. I mean, the rumors, the, the, the Masore, the, the story, there is some bad king. There is a savior, like a perfect Broadway show, right? Bad guy, savior, people who suffer, you know, is to teach the guy who wrote, uh, what do you call that show? With Edith Bunker. I don't remember the name of the show. Huh? I don't remember the name. So, so how did you come up with that uh, thing? What, what is that? So it's very simple. When we write the show, you put Jesus, which is Edith Bunker. You put the bad guy. Uh, the, 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 the one on the chair and you, you play that and then between that that's the whole show on TV you just teach me that he's a very famous guy two of them so they're the writer and the producer so uh, it reminded Moses right the savior Pharaoh bad guy and uh, the slave and there that's the whole show any show you're gonna watch that's it any show I mean trust me any movie any book bad guy good guy and in between what exactly happened in Egypt? I mean, we think we know, but it's good to bring it out. The point is that what people call slavery, it's different than what they think happened in Egypt. Because we think that we were suffer in Egypt, but what's weird, I'm sure you all read the Torah a thousand times, the slave want to go back. But why they want to go back? I don't know if you remember that verse. Zacharnu, they said to Moses, we remember. Et kishuim the zukini, zukini. Et betzalim, avatiach, shum. They mentioned the specific vegetables that they used to eat what they said, they use one word there. chinam. It was chinam. Chinam means free. 
It was for free. Egypt was great because it was for free. And here come the savior to get you out of it. Now, let me tell you something. Think about the best hotel you can get into in the city. I mean, I don't, I don't know LA. There is a guy who is going to take me on a tour. I find out I don't know LA two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, I realized I have no idea where I live. They show me some street and this, uh, I thought there is nothing. But some street above sunset, there is a lot of things going on, which I, wow. And there is a hotel, I don't remember the name. But so think about five-star hotel and you are there for free. Food, kosher, for free. Massage, for free. Nail salon, for free. Doesn't feel that bad. Actually, it's nice. You 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 have you're saving the little saving you have growing every day. You don't have expenses because free. Egypt was unbelievable. Six star hotel or thousand star hotel should I say because they didn't have roof. So unbelievable life, right? You got your brisket to your room, room service. So what kind of slavery they talk about there's a show that my kids convinced me to watch I think it's a good show they need to work on the acting but I'm not here to judge before Shana it's called I forgot the name I'm so sorry it's green somebody will wear green arrow arrow, arrow you say arrow. they come to save again the savior savior now if I forget what I want to say it, what I want to say there is a savior there I forget that there was an important point that I want to share with you, but it doesn't matter. So my kids convinced me to, to watch it. Nice show, okay, you know. And there is a person there, I don't know names, that was a billionaire, and he lost. His father decided to give him nothing from now on. No credit card, no nothing, nothing. Everything is gone. He was living for free till that moment. And he was seemed very happy, driving a Jaguar Sport two-door, a car which I personally don't like, and a fancy life, and they get the girls, and they get the party, and they get everything. And well, seemed like a great life. And he's invited the girl, the, the love of his life, to a restaurant. That night, credit card, they use the words different than decline. No, you cannot use it anymore. He was miserable, go to his father, fighting, I want my money. And slowly, slowly he realized he's broke. Not broke, he has no money. Nothing. Now, two situations. He got free gift here, he got nothing here. Egypt, when Moses and Aaron come to get them out of Egypt, of course they had to come up with something. Now ask yourself a question. What was the purpose of the plagues? For Pharaoh or for the Israelite? Start understanding. Like ask yourself that question. What, what, what for? I mean, they were never hit by the plague. It didn't affect the Israelite. It only affected the Egyptian. But the Israelite start to believe that that's a way of life. When we get our life comfortable, it's very difficult for us to earn it's very difficult for us to start thinking about happiness because happiness cannot come from receiving. 
If you're suffering from any type of sadness, you're not earning enough. Earning doesn't mean that you go to work. Many people say, but I'm working 20 hours a day. So what? It doesn't mean you earn it. Earn it sometimes mean go study again. Go study a new profession. Go get a diploma. That's earning. You have to earn. All day long to change. But there is people that something miserable happened to them 25 years ago and they cannot let go. That thing is free. That's the zucchini. That's the potato. Let go already. Move on. Move on. Move on. You know, it was uh, a vice president in Israel. No, nobody even talked about him. He was so quiet. He was the head of the Mossad. His name is Isaac Shamir. Yitzhak Shamir. I don't know if you heard the name. But nobody knows nothing about this guy. There is, a, there is a book about him. So they used to ask him, you know, you, you're about to do one of the greatest things ever Israel went through. Uh, are you, are you, uh, uh, they said to him, are you excited or nervous? So, well, I'm busy making things happen. And when they happen, I either get excited or I get nervous. I cannot be both at the same time, he answered, which I like his answer. Meaning for us guys, Rosh Hashanah is in a few days. What do you want to get? Are you praying for free gift? Or are you praying for the feeling that you're missing? What do you want to fulfill in your life? Is it money you don't have? Is it health that you don't? What is that you want? You come in front of God, the bank is open. Here, ask. Take whatever you want. And unfortunately, we, excite, we get excited a little bit too much. Because we think, okay, free ride, free hotel, free nail salon, let's have it. But it doesn't make you happy. The only Egypt thinks, we are now in Egypt. It doesn't have to be called Egypt. Egypt is a concept. Egypt can be Los Angeles. Egypt can be Sunset. Egypt can be New York. Egypt can be in London, Paris. doesn't matter where. Why? We're not opening our eyes. To start seeing that that's like generalized life that we all look up to. We're all opening the magazine to know what this did with that, what this say about that, what this say to that. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Go talk to them. They're not happy. They got everything for free. But they're not happy. So why is happiness is not the goal anymore? Why happiness is being translated into get what I want? Don't we learn anything from Egypt? We got everything we want, and we call that place Galut, exile. Exile equal getting everything you wish and want. Redemption, Geula, mean earning everything you need. That's it, simple system. You want to earn it, or you want to get it? You want to get it, that's a Galut. You depend on something. And that's why it's called Avodazara. Idol worshipping. Because what becomes the idol? You fulfill it. Everybody look at the magazine. Oh, I want to look like the Gucci girl, right? All the girl, the Gucci girl. And you don't know if you, you're talking to a paper or to a human being. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, and the paper walking with two feet. You ever saw a paper? Nobody even talk about it. I mean, if I would talk in the fashion in the cell, so what happened? When is she going to die? It's terrible. Nobody even mentioned the words. They look almost like... Like, I mean, all the type of campaign, but there is a dying models there. Dying models. Dying. I'm talking about when you can see the bones. Skeleton. Moving with some Gucci clothes. 
Skeleton movie with Prada, or I don't know the other name of the famous now. I don't know what's new in town. But we're talking about a situation that becomes so addictive and nobody even mentioned anything. And that's why the Torah says, he talk about like he talk about today. Ayom. Ayom. Ben yesh bachem isho, isha omishbacha oshevet. Asher levavo pone ayom. Today, it's still there. God is saying, you saw all the idol worshipping with silver and gold and everything. And we get excited! So one thing before Rosh Hashanah, a person has to stop and say, I'm going to stop, worship, those things. Why don't you invest in yourself? Why do you have to invest in all what people say that's right? Fancy car, better body, six pack, blah, blah, blah. This is all hits on you. This is all external. Don't you get it? It doesn't make you happy. Never make anybody happy. There's another type of happiness when you start looking inside. When you start saying, I, today, investing in me. And me want to be happy. Happiness equals work and earn everything. When I get lazy and waiting for free gift, I'm actually signing for depression situation. When I'm thinking how to get free meal, that means I will be sad for the whole week. Why we don't believe in it? I mean, it's written. The Torah is telling us Egypt was just taken. Look at the words. But people say, no, I'm blessed. I think I'm going to have peace if I have what I want. You know what it means, I'm thirsty, I'm going to fulfill my thirst, then everything is going to be okay. It doesn't work, guys. It doesn't work. Please, look at the history. It doesn't work. People are chasing, chasing their fulfillment. The Gemara, the Talmud said, En adam met avato beyado. A person is not yet, like is before he's dying, not even half of what he wished to have is in his hand. You're never going to get everything you want. You never. Don't even try. But you deserve to be happy. By looking at magazine and know what they have, by looking at some channel, talk about the gossip channel, it's not going to fulfill you. There's no point in it. There's no point. You've got to invest in yourself. Now, what about getting what you want? You have a list. You have food, drink, sex, comfort zone, all those lists of what can I get. Those things will not make you who you are. It will make you Egypt, Egyptian. You become Egyptian. You become like Pharaoh. Why is Pharaoh cannot let go of the Israelite? I mean, think about it. Think about it. I mean, somebody rent an apartment and everything starts to go wrong in that apartment. You're opening the water, it's blood. What do you think? You stay? Yeah, you stay. Weird story, right? Then you're opening the water next day, frogs start coming up. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, I think, I think, I think, I can fix it. I can fix it. The next day it's coming, there is lice everywhere. Ah, I can fix it. How stupid can you be? You think Pharaoh was stupid? But it's saying, Vayachbed Hashem et God make the heart of Pharaoh kaved. You know what kaved means? Heavy. But kaved also means liver. What's the difference between the liver and the heart? Liver is full with blood all the time. The liver is half the time blood and half the time empty. What is that? What's the liver? What's the liver different? 
Liver is me, 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 and myself. I'm busy with me. When you're busy with you, it's never gonna work. Now, busy with others, it can be nice, but you have to be careful. Because there is something called Hanifut. Hanifut, I cannot translate the word Hanifut in English. Uh, it's when somebody nice for the wrong reason, pleasing. But there is a bad word out to say it. I don't want to use that word. Somebody who kisses somebody else back, okay? So, I don't know the words in English. It's, there is a proper word for it, I'm sure. So, you can be still nice for people, but then wrong reason. So all of that, it's still Egypt. So we need to work on ourselves in a way that the receiving has to go. And it doesn't matter how big is your yarmulke, and how big is a pious, and how long is, large is your beard, and it's growing. doesn't make you a sharing person. doesn't make you a better person. doesn't make you. Who came up with the idea that you wear this? I know Kabbalists that don't even have a beard. They don't. You would not even think there's somebody. They would go with jeans and t-shirt and they know things that unbelievable. You don't need that custom. Well, who is you? Who are you? What is your custom and what is you? What are you afraid the world to know about you? What is the part of you you don't want to undress? That's the Egypt. Because once you worry what people think of you, you worship people. What are you doing? People. You're coming in front of God Rosh Hashanah, people look at your shoes, People look at your shirt, you worry what they think. That where is God in the business? God later on. No, no. The purpose is to develop some type of relationship with the Creator. Some type of relationship with God. Because if we don't do that, then we worship the idols of Egypt again. And it's very difficult because we live in a tough community. The community requires us to think about what people think about us. There is a status quo of who you are, what you are, what do you do for work, where did you go to college. People worry about it. People worry. Where did you go to college? Um, I, I didn't go. Uh, sorry, sorry. I didn't finish high school. Uh, uh. Are you worried what you did, or you worry what you are, or you worry what you're going to be? Rosh Hashanah is about what you're going to be. Why are you so busy with where you come from? I did this, I did that. You know, it was a Kabbalist by the name of Rabbi Mordechai Eliyahu. Very good man. And there was a gentleman who came to him once. So I did something nine and a half years ago. I don't know where I heard it. I think I heard it from Rabbi Kavalier. So he said, nine and a half years ago, I did something bad. So, so why are you crying? So I worry, I did something very said, So you don't believe in God, I understand. So of course I believe in God. I'm, I'm, I'm a rabbi in yeshiva, he's a big famous guy. So, so why, why are you sad? He said, because I did something bad. So, but that was nine and a half years ago. Do you believe in Rosh Hashanah? Do you believe in Yom Kippur? Do you believe that the system called Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur cancel your negativity? He said, yes. So if it's canceled negativity nine, nine, nine and a half years ago, it's already been canceled. So why are you thinking about it? Think about this year, what went wrong. Now, what is idol worshipping do to us? How do you know you start thinking in an idol way? It's when you start thinking impossible and when you start thinking small. Two, two things, please be careful. People who want to use other people think small. What actually you tell to yourself when you want to use other people? That you're not capable of doing it yourself. 
when you go after addiction. The problem is not the addiction, my friend. The problem is what is your subconscious mind telling you? I'm not capable to overcome that. So if I'm not able to overcome this little thing I have, how can I even believe when I talk to people that they even listen to me? Whatever your addiction is, food, sex, drugs, recondition, you don't believe in your subconscious that you can overcome it. So you come to meet people for business, in your mind, without even you know it, you feel like they know what you know about yourself and you're afraid. So most people try to change themselves, change themselves, so they can be accepted by people. No, change yourself for you. So you can say, I would, I'm able to say no to me. To me. To me, I'm saying no. I decide no bread, so no bread. I decide no cheating, no cheating. So now I'm respecting myself. You want to have self-respect toward yourself? Then work with yourself. Get out of that Egypt. Even in the future, the people who said, they come later, ask, what is in Israel, what is, what is the word every Israeli will use? And for no reason. They have two words they all use. It's called Iyetov. You ever talk to Israeli? Iyetov. You, you want an Iyetov? Yeah, will be Tov, good. Missile flying here, scratch you a little bit. Hey, Everything Accident, shooting. It will be good. It seemed like positive people, right? Positive. I mean, I'm Israeli. Positive. What a positive person. Thinking positive. We need to learn that. No, no, it's laziness. That's another idol worshiping. If you say yet to all time, it will give you okay. how it's going to be okay if you don't do nothing about it. Yes, it will be okay. Plant the seed, do something, make some change. Don't wake up tomorrow morning and say yet of. No, make a change, and yet of will take its place. There will be okay. It a result of how you change. So what do we do with this? What do we do with this? And I told you there is an, another important pasuk. Said the pasuk that I'm going to read to you is weird pasuk. It's in the end of Nitzavim. Nitzavim is short. Parasha, it's 40 pasukim. I don't know what we're going to do this Shabbat. So short, we finished the Torah in 25 minutes. What are you going to do? Look at that pasuk. Verse 19, chapter 30. I'm using the witness, heaven, and earth. Why heaven and earth? Of course, you ask question. Good question. Because those were the first servant of God. Before God created the world, he first created the servant. I don't know if you know. He created heaven, earth, and water. Those were the three first servants of God. When he created all of it, that created everything after that. So everything came from heaven, earth, water. That's it. That was the three first slave or servant of the creator. I'm bringing back my two first servants. Who are they? Heaven and earth. I'm bringing life and death. God said, I'm bringing a four of you, a blessing and a curse. You should choose life. You say, 
you should choose blessing, you should choose life. Why you should choose life? Look, there is a big revelation here. You know why you should choose life? So you can stay alive. Choose life so you can live. I think it's obvious. I mean, would you choose? Not only you and the generation to come. Within this verse, there is the whole secret of how to prepare for Rosh Hashanah, how to change the Egyptian mentality slavery, and what exactly we need to do. So we're going to go to understand it to another book, which is called The Introduction of the Talmud Eser HaSfirot. The Introduction of Talmud Eser HaSfirot. And within this book, Rav Ashlag, when he wrote the introduction, it was a time when Kabbalah was not famous. It was a time when the whole movement of Rav Ashlag moved from Jerusalem to Bnebrak. Tough time. And in you is not writing it for his generation. He wrote it for way later on. So let's let's read it because we will understand now how to get out of the Egypt. Yeah. From the passage above Can you hear it okay then? Yeah, go ahead. From the passage above you should be able to understand the words of our sages concerning the saying choose life, which says the following I'm instructing you to choose the part of life as a man tells his son, choose for yourself a beautiful part of my land. And the man takes his son to a beautiful piece of land and tells him, choose this one. And about this it is said, the creator is my chosen portion and my cup. You support my lot. That is, you, my creator, have put my hand on the good lot, saying, this is what you should take. These words appear to be puzzling. So there is a problem here. What's the problem? What Rashi, the commentary, say, you should choose life, meaning... Like a father who give his son and say, choose whatever you want. And then the father take the son and say, take that. Uh, where's the freedom? Where's the free will? He say, choose. Okay? Go ahead. The scripture says, choose life, which means that the person makes his own choice. But they, Rashi's commentary, say that he, the creator, takes him to the beautiful lot. And if that is the case, there is no choice. Not only that, they also say that the Creator lays the person's hands on the good lot, and that is quite puzzling, because if this is so, where is the free will of the person? With the following explanation, you will understand these words in the correct meaning. Because it is very true and correct that the Creator himself lays the hands of the man on the good lot, that is, by giving him a life of contentment and pleasure within a material life full of suffering and pain, and empty of any substance. So, just to stop for a second. So, where is the free will? If I give you a path which is full of dinosaurs, snakes, scorpion, that might kill you. And here I'm giving you a, a path that's full of goodness, soulmate, children, success, only goodness, only wonderful thing. I think if you're a wise man, wise woman, you're going to choose the right path where it's good. You're not going to go to be eaten by dinosaur. I mean, obvious, right? So the free will is basically giving you the chance 
to go on that. So you actually have some choice, but the choice is a little bit obvious. Okay? We need to understand it. It's kind of deep. Okay? So go ahead. A material life that a person would inevitably detach himself from one and run away from, the first moment he gets a glimpse of a place of peace, so that he could flee from this life that is more difficult than death. Thus, there is nothing greater for a person than the Creator laying the hand of a man on the good lot. The matter of a person's choice is only to strengthen himself because surely a lot of work and effort is required until a person can purify his body to the point of being able to fulfill the Torah and perform the precepts properly, namely, not for his own enjoyment, but to give pleasure to his Maker. Thus, there is... That's it. Oh, that's it. Okay. Thank you. So... Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah, there is another one? Mm-hmm. Okay. This is called Lishma for its own sake, because only in this manner can one gain the life of happiness and pleasantness that accompanies the fulfilling of the Torah. And surely before reaching this purity, there definitely is free will to preserve in the path of the good, using all sorts of means and schemes. A person should do whatever he can, whatever his hand finds the strength to do, until the job of purification is done so that he will not, heaven forbid, crumble midway under the weight of his load. So let's, let's understand that, and how does that connect to what we say before? How are we getting out of Egypt with the Torah, with the precept, with the good doing? Because there are three things that the human being needs to do on a spiritual path. The study, the study of the Torah, the precept, what we call the mitzvot, and masim tovim, good doing, good deed. That's the, the three things. Very simple, life is very simple. You do those three things, Things start working. But we've been presented by a problem. It's a lishma. The Gemara, if I'm not mistaken, it's Masechet Tanit, but I don't want you to count on me. It says that if a person study or do the right thing for the wrong reason, Toratone Stalo Samamavet. The Torah itself, by study, that's actually what's going to kill the person. Scary. Not afraid, it's scary. So the Torah itself becomes the drug of death. <laughs> you think like, yeah, listen, I want to try a little bit. Why, why? Why? Well, if you do it for oneself alone, if you do it for your selfish reason, you want to be shown in the town how much you study, or you do it for, 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 for ego, you, you do it how you're going to get something. That... Chav Shalom, God forbid, can turn into the drug of death. Some above it. And if the person doing it only for the sake of sharing, then that becomes Samachayim, it becomes the drug of life. There is a story by Rabbi Elimelech. Rabbi Elimelech of Lijens was studying and studying and studying. He enjoyed so much his study. He was so happy. Angel came to visit him. I'm a messenger from God. You just lost all the benefit of your study. You just lost all the benefit of your mitzvot. And you just lost all the benefit of your good doing. And you also lost your olam haba. You lost the next world to come. You get nothing. At that moment, Abilimelech was happy with what you're reading. He started dancing from table to the chair to run around his house like crazy from happiness. So now finally, 
take the book, I can study Lishma. Now I can study by getting nothing out of it. Now I know they took my Olam Abba, they took my next world to come. Then I know I'm not benefit from none of my study. So now become the real time to study. Did you understand the story? At that moment, the angel, of course, came. said to him, you did some unbelievable shift here, you know, and of course you're going to get everything back. But what is the story here to teach us? A lot of time, people, you know, we, we study, we teach, we, we are together, we pray. But why? Why we pray? Why we study? Why am I wearing yarmulke? Why am I praying in the morning? Why am I doing slichot? Why, why all this? Why? Am I thinking about my receiving ability? Going back to our first point. Or am I thinking, how can I not receive? The universe operates in a certain sick way. I call it Egyptian way. I have nothing against Egypt, the country. I have something against the Egypt mentality, not Egypt as a country. Egypt from the word Mitzrayim, Tsar, Tsar, mean narrow, narrow-minded, narrow-minded. Mitzrayim means Tsar, narrow. So, the old Mitzrayim is, what can I get? How can I get what I want now? How can I receive free meal? How can I receive free attention? That engine, my friend, it's a disease. It's very difficult to cure ourselves from that. Almost impossible. Almost impossible. Think about it. If you are, I was talking today to a family, um, a great mother who believes she owes everything to her son. Her son is 23. Of course, he lived with her, finished college. Didn't do nothing in college, but finished college. He went through college, as they say. He went from one door, he left to the other door. It did very well, but nothing stayed in the brain. And live with her in the house. Nothing. Not working. No, nothing. Nothing is actually going on. Nothing is actually going on. She's feeding him. And she's struggling. She has nothing left in her life just to make sure that that son is making it. So I said to her, today you're destroying him. I just want you to know you're destroying your own son. Your son doesn't have a chance, nothing, not even a chance, to share. She said, with all the money that I have, I borrow money, and I send them to go to Thailand, and after this to Vietnam. So, this is a beautiful trip, I'm sure he has some beautiful picture. And the son is getting worse and worse every day. I'm not even talking about Torah or anything like that. Talk about the person cannot think sharing. When you are only receiving, you become sick, but you don't know you're sick. When it's time for you to do good things for others, you get tired. When it's time for you to receive, you become awake. The disease is getting worse and worse and worse. And then you start feeling pity for yourself and mercy for yourself. And it's coming in different direction. Everybody has their own Egypt. Some people is like, Nobody hugged me for two years. So they keep thinking if to hug or not to hug. But people become through religion or through spirituality in such a selfish way that they don't even think about the person in front of them. Just think about themselves. So Avashta continued and say, when a person is not working, 
ולא לצורך הנאתו עצמו. Person have to think how not to receive something for everything we're doing. When we wake up in the morning, when we go downstairs, get out of the house, there is an engine that's called receive, 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 receive. Receive. You go into the store, people look at you. They like me, they like me, receive, they like me, they like me. Behave nice, they look at you again. I hope I get something for free today. This is how the brain of the global community work. Now we call it black hole in physics. So we're living in 7.2 most people, black holes, but everybody want to suck the energy out of each other. Some people even two black holes can get married sometimes. Can you imagine what happened then? They give actually birth to children. That they cannot believe that the children is actually like them. But they say, I cannot believe I have a son or daughter like that. I cannot believe, I cannot believe. When the last time you start thinking about what's going on in your subconscious mind? When the last time you even thinking about sharing? צורך הנעתו עצמו, אי אפשר לבוא לזה אלא בדרך העבודה הגדולה והגיעה רבה. You cannot get to that level until you really work hard on yourself. בזיכוך הגוף, first you start with the body. ותחבולה הראשונה, the first trick if a person decided to change, להרגיל עצמו שלא לקבל כלום להנעתו. To practice. Practice. ראית ראש השנה קם, so I'm practice the shofar. Why am I practice the shofar? Because I'm not a saxophone player, you know? So, you got, is the voice the most important thing? No. I mean, most, it will sound bad if I say it, but a lot of people who blow shofar think the sound. It's kavanah. There is a lot of kavanah there. There's kavanot. I hope I can do 50% of the kavanot that I study. I hope. I mean, that God give me memory. You know, there's pages like this just on each blow. But Baruch Hashem, you know, God give me blessing for the people that I can do it for the people this year. Like I did last year and the year before. Because everything kavanah is a lot. A lot. So, what is the takbula? What is the trick to change? You got to work on your body. First, even on the thing which is okay to do, things which are good, okay for the body. What is the thing which is okay for the body? Three things. Food, drink, and sleep. That's the three things you start. Now, what do you see on TV most of the time? Why we eat healthy? How to drink more water? And how to sleep more than seven hours. I don't know if you watch, like, the health doctor. This is all what they talk about. Sleep, seven hours. I don't know about Rabbi Shimon or Rabbi Akiva. I mean, I, I, I'm sorry to break it down to you. There, there is a name by the guy by the name Rabbi Akiva. His father was known, Yosef, a convert. Yosef was a convert. He wasn't Jewish. Yosef converted to Judaism. That's the father of Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva started studying spirituality when he was 40. A little bit late. He lived till under 20 years. Not bad, right? What do you think? It's bad? Under 20 years? Not so bad. Not so bad. I don't know about his sleeping habit. I heard didn't do well with that. I don't know about drinking water. Let me tell you the story from the Midrash of the Gbarah when they come to kill him. So they get him water to drink because it was hot. You know, Tveria, next to the Sea of Galilee. It's kind of a 
think it's hard. I mean, and they killed them in uh, uh, October, which is a little bit cool, but he has to stay one year waiting for his killed because he died in Yom Kippur. So think about it. They give him water to drink, but he said, no, no, I have to do the mitzvah of Netilat Yadayim. <coughs> I have to wash hands. It's more important than drinking. Water. Food, uh, I think he was short on that. Okay, he was living with the horses, the, 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 the goat and the thing in the beginning until he become famous. Stress level or stress kill you? Uh, he lost, uh, he had 24,000 followers and it went down to five overnight. Over a, a, a short period of time. Like 30 days. So think about it. 24,000 followers on your Facebook or whatever follower you have or Instagram. And then think about that stress level. People get stressed. Instagram went down from 24,000 to five. Everybody left you. Overnight. Stress level high. Now, so I'm just giving you Rabbi Akiva. Should I talk about Moses now? I can mention Moses. You know how long Moses live? Also than 20. <laughs> Let's talk about this diet. Desert. Some, some situation there. Yeah, gluten-free. I'm not sure. I'm not sure about it. You know? I think we're missing something big. There's nobody on the news who talk about receive less. I mean, the last person who, who spoke about it was Kennedy. Don't think what the country they do for you, what you do for your country. I love the verse. I don't know what that speech. It's a good one. It's a good one. He used to also use the philosopher George Bernard Shaw. He used to use that, him too a lot from his book. So, but I don't know if those people were smart to write smart things or they were actually doing those things. I don't know. I can't tell you. It's not my business to, to, to judge or to say yes or, go, or, or bad. I can only think about one person, me, here. And me, if I'm not changing those habits, the Kadomei Ma'achrechim, he say all those things that is a must you do, the often she selected as well Gabriel Mikola Naa Meluva, Lo Afilu Be'echrach. Every time you're about to eat, stop. Stop. Talk to your body. Body, we're working on something. Please, I need to control you. So every time, wait a minute, count 60 seconds before you eat. Body, eh? you want to drink? Body, there is some people who have a habit to look at the clock before they go to sleep. There, there is people like that. I found it in America. I didn't have it when I was in Israel. There is a thing when American people teach me. It's a great lesson. Look at the clock before you go to sleep. And I used to be a chutzpah when I was younger. So why do I have to look, look at the clock before I go to sleep? Because you need to know what time it is when you go to sleep. So why, why do I need to know the time when I'm going to sleep? Because that's the way America works. Then you know if you sleep six hours or five hours and 29 minutes. And then in the morning you can have an argument if you sleep six hours and 15 minutes or you sleep four hours and 38 minutes. What about how I feel? Doesn't matter. You gotta look at the clock. Tradition. I'm telling you, you think I'm joking. It's tradition. You gotta look at the clock. It's, a, it's, a, it's addictive, by the way. It's not a joke. It's addictive. To look at your clock before you go to sleep is addiction by itself. Can't help yourself. Oh, what time I went to sleep? When I slept four hours. People in the cafe talk like that. Last night I slept four hours. Why? 
What, what, what he tried to say? He tried to say that if I said four hours, that's why I look like this, that's why my eyes are puffy, that's a that, that. idol worshiping. Egypt, Egypt all the way. Hey, you, you found it funny, but it's serious. Afilu be'echrach, bederech ha'aspaka shel kiyum chayav, as shechayet tzar pshuto, kemashlo. ואז אחר שכבר התרגל בזה, כבר אין בגופו שום רצון לקבל הנאה כלשהי לעצמו. It's a practice, guys. רבש תקטו כבר practice that come from the Mishnah, from פרקי אבות. It's a, you got to practice to see how you're doing. It's for you, not for others. Stop impressing people. Stop. Sit with yourself. Eat. No problem, as much as you want. But stop. Practice the stop. You go to a place, there is, I don't know what, meat place or pizza place, and it's a party. There is 12 people in the party. There is two pizza pie. If you're quick brain, you know if you're going to get a slice or not. Wait. Not polite. If you wait for polite, eat. You understand? Eat so they can judge you. It's better. If you don't care about those kind of things, then wait. Hold yourself. Breathe. Take. And don't worry, there's no slice that will left for you. What happens if they see you? How come you don't eat? Then you know you fell a little bit. Because if people see that you are humble, if people see you working on yourself, that's your test too. Because now they're going to recognize that you're special. It's about you again. It's all day long. Some people hide in their house, so nobody see what they do. The world see you. Better do me a mistake if one of human. It's all day long in the work. So what Rav Ashtag is teaching us here, if you want to get a place that you can start to connect to a divine, what is the divine? Let's say like that. It's so beautiful. How do you get to the verse here, the Bachat Abachayim? How do you choose life? How do you know that that's the dinosaur who's about to kill you and that's the area where it's good for you? You cannot even see it. Because you're busy with a slice of pizza, you might miss a slice. That's all what you're busy with. That's a dinosaur, actually. That's a dinosaur that, that need to sleep, need to drink, need to eat. What's going to happen to me? You need to be able to be clear about bad and good right away. You have to be clear. What's good, what's bad. But you can see it. You can't. Impossible to see what's good, what's bad. You should choose life. How do I choose life? How do you know that this is bad and this is good? I don't have the ability, me, to see. I don't have the vision. The vision open when I'm getting out of that selfish agenda that I have. Let's say like that. Then you start to look at everything as, as a happy moment. Example. People were waiting on an emergency room. A guy, something happened with his mother. I don't know the whole story. And the doctor that he came to see, you could not wait for the doctor in the emergency room, uh, took a, what do you call it, a smoking break? Yes, that's what you said? Smoking break. And he remembered my words. Everything is for the right reason. I was, you get angry, but said for the right reason. I'm not going to think about what I'm going to get, but it's my mom. A nurse come out. And I say, oh, this, she take his mother in, they check. And she looked for the doctor, she couldn't find him. There's a doctor about to go home, he, he finished his shift. 
She said, she said, dog, uh, do you have a minute? That dog basically met his mom, started helping her, and he believed in a certain treatment for her condition. If the other doctor will send her, he will give her something else which is not go with his blood thinner. He has issue with that pills, I don't know the whole story. And he saw the good in everything that just happened. How many great things happen to you and you get reacted to the bad and that's why you never get to the good? How many times you get so reactive to, nev- to negative news, negative situation, and because you missed the whole point? You missed the whole point. The whole point. Because the big picture, if you want to see the big picture, what is the big picture? It's God picture. God picture. Your life is perfect. But to get to see the life perfect, and then to get to more perfect, and perfect that life better, first, you have to have eyes. To have eyes to see what's going on, stay away from what am I getting. But not for the show off. Some people do that. I mean, Persian community, they're going to say to you five times no for the ice cream. Hey, can I give you ice cream? No, no, it's okay. No, it's, you have to say it five, and then say, okay, let me have it. It's a menace, but it's all spirituality. It's very nice. But it's nothing to connect to God. Is it connecting to God by saying, no, it's connecting to you. So you know my family came from a good background. So you marry my daughter and my... Selfish again, again, agenda. There's nothing to do with giving it. Nothing to do with giving. The giving has to be when I'm not receiving. You don't know when you give, when you're not receiving. Giving is not when you give. Giving or sharing is when you're not getting. <laughs> That's when giving begins. Giving means when you're not getting. You know, when we were in the army, so in, when you serve in infantry, you have two water, two like uh, plastic bottle of water, whatever you call it. So if it makes noise, it's a problem because you can be hurt by the enemy. So you have like, you cut like half a ball of racquetball and you put it in the cup and you fill it up till the end. It, it never, it never makes noise. I'm just tell you a story. So if you want to drink water, you have to find other people who can drink because it either has to be empty or has to be full. You, you understand? So the sharing aspect right away been developed. You have to give like all the way because you live together. So I remember I had a fight with one of the soldiers. Two of us were fighting. He bothered me. Because when you go at night to travel with... We, we walk. We walk a lot. We did only walk. So when you go a lot... So sometimes, you know, I was different body than now. So some people put their finger on your... Um, on your... Whatever you carry on you. So you can carry them. And they, they said, come on, Eliyahu, I'm going to help you, I'm going to help you. But they're actually hanging on you, and you carry them. So I had a fight with him. He was young and uh, silly and full of ego. And so then my sergeant, you know, decided we used to wear a helmet. So he decided to attach our two heads together. It's a true, true story. Yeah, for a day. We had to be attached with a wire to each other. So if he want to eat, he eat, and then, then I eat. And he eat and I eat <laughs> until we become best friends. <laughs> it's silly, I'm telling you that. But it's funny, like how that training of understanding there is other people around you train you in a way that you care for your brother. You care. And you stop thinking about just sharing. I'm giving you water. No, I'm not going to have for me. So you can have. You understand? It's changing. It's different. Because I see sharing today 
And I'm looking at it like it's become like a cool thing to share. People write a check for tzedakah. People give some good money to put the name on. It's nice. What about you give and nobody even know you exist? Nobody even know. Actually, people start judging you that you're a bad person. Now you begin to work. Those people can see the good in everything. In everything. That's the beginning of everything. And he continues... כל העוסק בתורה לשמן זוכה לדברים הרבה ולא עוד שכל העולם כולו כדאי לו מתגלים לו רזי תורה So person who study תורה for the right reason meaning after you make sure the body is in your control then you go ahead and study because now you study you are working on whatever I teach whatever I study I don't want to receive anything from it nothing nothing ונעשה כמיין המתגבר ועליו הכתוב אומר טעמו וראו כי טוב השם and for that reason it say Taste, and then you're going to know that God is good. שהתואם, טעם העוסק בתורה ומצוות לשמה, הוא הזוכה ורואה בעצמו את כוונת הבריאה. You want to see what's the purpose of creation? You want to see what's the purpose in this life? You want to see where you're going? Stop thinking about what you're going to get from everything. Stop, that engine doesn't work. That engine is Pharaoh. That engine is Egypt. It's got to stop. And we have one week to stop it. When we come in front of God in Rosh Hashanah, And we have a chance to choose Banim Tzadikim, Ruach HaKodesh, Parnasa. You're loud. God said you're loud. You're loud. And you, you should ask, by the way. But I was thinking like for years, I'm thinking what is the less selfish thing to ask? Money, absolutely selfish, right? Ruach HaKodesh, Holy Spirit. It's actually good. It's a tool for me to help people and all this and that. But I'm debating on it. And I said Banim Tzadikim, children who are righteous. Actually, that's, that can be a cool thing. I said, I can ask for my children to be righteous and I'm getting nothing out of it. So I told it to my children. I always bounce off things with my kids. So what do you think? This sounds like a good idea. So God bless my kids. They look at me and say to me, but you love us. It's also for you. You know what they answer me? He said, you're also selfish. It's all about you. Again, because we are with children. I said, wow, this is a good thing. I said, so what I left with? So they, they brought me back. I said, no, you should ask for Rach HaKodesh. Because that's ability at least gives you something to see. And when you see the right thing, then you choose better. So my children changed the thing because I thought that would be less selfish. And here, understand, what about if you want to do the right thing, but you know you have an agenda? So the Gemara said, If you do it with a desire to do it for the right reason, and you fail, It's okay. But if you do it with the agenda that you're going to fail and it's not a big deal, then it's a big deal. I repeat again. I was, I was in a synagogue the other day and somebody used the word Ishtadlut. Good friend of mine. Very knowledgeable in the Torah. So those of you who know me when you see me in different synagogues, I don't talk a lot. I do my prayer. Hello, hello. Goodbye. I never stop a person like an nail him down or nail the situation down. Even I'm strong personality, but I leave it alone. That person say words which, you know, turn the fire in me. So I'm on the way out. So Eliyahu, in Hebrew, he said, Aikarza ishtadlut. The main thing is that you try hard. And you know, I'm on the way to the Kiddush and I went back. So what? To try hard? Try hard is the biggest excuse not to do anything. You do something like you're about to die. 
after you die, you can say, I try. But you cannot, before you start, say, I will try hard. Because I will try hard means I'm not going to do it. Nobody should try something. You go for it, you make a shot of a three point, like this is it. You're not going to try to shoot three point. You're not going to try to get married. You're not going to try to become a better person before Shana. You're going to do everything in your power to start diminish the agenda of receiving nothing for my body. And then slowly, slowly, I can turn it into my soul. And then when I study, I become happy. The way you know that you did it right, you sleep less, you eat less, you drink less, and you're happy. If you look in psychology, it's very simple. Sleeping equal silent depression. You should Google it. It's called silent depression. Why? You don't want to face life. Rabbi Moshe Chaim Lutato say, who has more ego? Who has more ego? A rich man or a beggar? He's the only one who dared to say it. Beggar. I had so much hard time with that. I didn't grow up rich. I grew up in a very poor neighborhood. How can you speak like this about the beggar? And then he proved it. Say, so rich man, a businessman, he does say rich man, businessman. A businessman go and ask to fight life. He gets rejected every day. I don't know how many of you went door to door and slap and slap. Nothing. He said the beggar has a better percent. I don't know if you ever thought about it. I never thought about it. He put the bag at the hand out. There, there is no rejection. Oh, poo, oh, poo you, poo you. Oh, I feel bad for you. But you put it. So you get insulted. I don't know if you ever did that therapy. I recommend to everybody. I can take you if you want. I did it one time to work on my ego. Go to a place in Monsi with coins and did it and then give it for Tzedakah. You can do it. It's a very powerful thing to collect money. It removes all your ego, like diminish your ego in a second. You go with money. And people put money in your thing and you explain what, what it's for. And you go and donate it. You go and donate. It's very humiliating to do. But Bibo Shechem Lutato say more humiliating to go and try to earn money when you get nothing. He said that's more purification than being in the street a beggar. And if you ask those beggars, <coughs> would you like to have a job? Come every week, wash my car. I pay you more. I try it. You should try it too. I do it with them. I do that game with them. There are some people I give. There are some people I say, I don't think so. Why? Because I believe if I give them, they become worse. They become Egypt. It's not because I don't want to give. I enjoy giving. There's a few times, Friday, when people ask, you got to give. Initial of Shabbat. Or on Purim. When Purim, when you go in the street, even the wrong people you should give to. Wrong people. You know they're a thief. You give. If they ask, you give. Those are a few days that you must, must give. By the way, must. Okay? Or people who don't have Rosh Hashanah morning, that's why we're opening our house for food and for Rosh Hashanah for free, because there is people out there that cannot afford it. How much would it cost to, to feed them? How much? How much? It's a big deal. We need to open the place to give them. Those, those people have to come. If they want to pray with us, do the shofar with us, and food would be my pleasure. But it's not for my baby's ego, my ego. It's like, we want to give a chance, and we also want the room to be full with people. So there is a little agenda there, right? I mean, I'm not a tzaddik here. Simple person. Try to build something, right? So there is, but I'm working on myself not to do it for the wrong reason.
it also can be for the wrong reason. So here, just to end up with that, שאדם צריך להכין את טהרת גופו בטרם שיזכה לעצם קיאות התורה והמצוות. Work on the body. Work on the body. And slowly, slowly get to a place that how to get into a place that I'm not receiving for myself. And one of the things that you can work on as a start for this week, the Pasuk said that the, the way that you work on who is going to take us to heaven if you are one of those people who say it's impossible to do it because there is an impossible syndrome people say impossible about everything there's people like that everything is impossible everything why they say it's impossible so they don't have to try so they don't have to get rejected but me alenor shabaima that pasuk as within the end of the pasuk yud kei vav kei the name of god me yud yale a lanu vav shabaima a the end of the letter not the initial but what is the initial of that word me mem yale yud lanu lamed a together is it spell out mila mila mean words one of the things that happening in our universe right now people talking People talk Lashon Ara, people talk in Rechilut, people talk in uh, gossiping, people talk in nonsense, people writing on a text nonsense. It's become the thing. How you get attention is by talking. If there is one thing we want to work on before Rosh Hashanah, shut it. There's no reason to say anything. No reason. What, what, what are you talking for? If the talk is to help, but be careful not to get attention, good. But if the talk is to impress, it doesn't make you happy. There's no need for that. Bezrat Hashem, those two points, which is not a lot. One is the wording, what's come out. And second is how to get to Lishma. By not receiving, by not receiving, then Atem Nitzavim. Then you get the big Lamed of the parasha. Why Lamed in this week parasha? Big Lamed. Why big Lamed? Those of you who study Avram Avinu, Sefer Yetzirah, Book of Formation, the letter that control the month of Libra, right? Lamed. Lamed. Abotai, Lamed. Lamed. The letter Lamed created the month of Tishrei. And for that reason, we don't normally do Mevachim HaChodesh. We don't announce in this Shabbat the next uh, Rosh Chodesh, which is Rosh Hashanah. We don't. Usually we announce. Why we don't announce? Because it's called Ben Kessel Aso. The moon is covered. The Malchut is covered without going to the details. So just to even understand, and I hope it caught your attention and your friend's attention a little bit better because we got to get to that place of how am I not receiving? But don't do it for others. And don't judge others when they receive too much. It's not our business. My business is, thank God there is a selfish person next to me because that helped me to practice my not receiving. That's your test. That selfish person, that's your test. That's there to help you. And I want to end up with a story. I had a friend. I'm going to try to find him, maybe bring him for Shoshana. He get into a lot of trouble and problem. And he was somebody that I was teaching how to become spiritual. I think I fell. <laughs> and uh, I, I don't know how many of you remember, but we used to go to tours in America. And it was no 
what do you call it, Easy Pass, or I don't know the name here. It used to be coin. You put a uh, quarter, it's like a basket. Seriously, you throw in the basket. So I, I tried to help him with his organization. It was terrible not to organize. And I was terrible nerd organized. Very nerd. Keep my coin. I don't know if you remember that. You used to have, a, nobody knows what I'm talking about, right? Quarter, dime, and that's a bit. So we're driving from New York to Pittsburgh, from Pittsburgh to uh, Columbus, Ohio, Columbus, Ohio to Chicago. So just teaching everyone. Meeting people, raising money, and all this and that. We're driving. I'm driving first. Of course, I have my coin organizer, plastic, very nice, all of you. <laughs> Asking me, you have coin? I said, ah, don't worry about it, don't worry about it. He's finished me, like finished me, that type of behavior. But God needs me to learn. So we're driving. We get to a, a toll. He looks at me, do you have coin? And I lie. I lie. So I don't. I have the bride in my pocket. I make them go out of the car. Searching. You know, because people miss the basket. So you have a lot on the floor. You never did that? You should do it. I should teach you a lot of those things, what's going on out there. And you collect whatever coin. But it wasn't enough. So, okay, I'm going to give you a few. <laughs> he saw it. He was so angry with me. He was so upset with me. Like this guy supposed to teach me spirituality. He lied to me. He didn't give me coin. He misbehaved. And we decided to admit to each other, I remember that moment, that we can never be friends. And we decided to admit that we hate each other. That we said to each other, I said to him, listen, I hate you. And he looked at me and said, I hate you too. I said, okay, we, we come to an agreement. And uh, I can't wait for this trip to be over so we never see each other again. And, uh, of course, when we come, I was very young, come forth with my teacher, my master, at that time. Instead of teaching him how to behave with the coin and all this, that, of course, I was the bad boy. <laughs> and we had to go again on a mission for six months, and we become best friends, become best friends. What I'm trying to teach you with that, it doesn't matter what you do. It's better how you do, what you do. And nobody can tell why a person doing something. We don't know nobody. This is between you and yourself. God will forgive you about all your sin. Don't worry about God. But don't you want to be better? Don't you want less to receive and give more? Don't you want? Don't you want to give more and receive less? This is the beginning of redemption. Egypt... You can get people out of Egypt, but not necessarily you can get the Egypt out of the brain of a human being. You know, you get them out of the problem, but the problem stays there. Every addict knows that what he's thinking about all day long is the addiction. You can get them out of the rehab and the cocaine, whatever it is, but they think about it. It's still there. The beginning of everything, my friend, I'm sorry I'm going long tonight. It's important. It's for Shana. we got to get to a place... Not just that we share, not just that we say no to my cheesecake. That I'm actually understand that I'm not seeing my life. I'm, I'm blind. I'm living with dinosaurs and I think that's a good life. Because today the dinosaur didn't bite me and I'm happy. But there is way better life here 
that I don't even know it's there because I'm so busy and consumed with me. When I'm so consumed with me, everything that's threatening what I'm not going to get become my enemy. And everything that give to, to the selfish me become my friend. But that's, that's the dinosaur place still. So we make it the dinosaur area a little bit comfortable. But we're not getting out of it. Rosh Hashanah is designed for a person who want to go to God. Yes, you want to ask money? No problem. Children? No problem. Long life? No problem. Ruach HaKodesh? Always allowed. But where do you want that to be delivered to? To the dinosaur area or to the other area? This is what you want to ask in Rosh Hashanah. I don't want to be there anymore. It's not working for me. God help me, help me to get there. And I'm sorry that I'm long, I'm sure you're upset with me. And that result will get you in Pasuk Kaf. et Hashem Elokecha. Do you want to love your maker? All of you believe in God. You want to love the person who created you? You can love the person who created you if you're busy with you. When does the love begin? How does romantic love begin? When you cancel your receiving, you don't look at thinking what you're going to get. Then the love begins. If a person not cancel his receiving, cannot see the point of view of God. Love only begins when a person says, not for me. Not for me. So that's the old shofar. The old thing I'm, I'm going to try to explain it on Wednesday more, the shofar. The covenant of the shofar, the meditation and everything. It's all to make sure that we are changing location. Not changing the delivery. Delivery is delivery. Amazon will deliver. Okay? Amazon will give. <laughs> but it's, I, don't want, I don't want to think about me all the time. I want to, I want to change it. That's you allowed to ask from God before Hashanah. And then you'll be free. You'll be happy. You will look at everything like it's an unbelievable opportunity. Somebody will bother you and say, oh, thank you for coming because you're actually helping me to be sharing for real. And Bezal Hashem, I just hope that you heard me even I was a little bit too long. Okay, so Toda Rabba Shabbatem. Thank you.